Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. Things are really chaotic right now for Bay Area schools. The Omicron surge has made it difficult for parents, teachers, and school districts to figure out how to conduct in-person learning safely. Last week, teachers in Oakland resorted to a sick out to demand improved safety measures from the school district. And this week, students are taking action of their own. As KPIX TV reported, 1,200 of them have signed a petition urging a return to remote learning until their demands are met. They want testing and masks to be more readily available. If not, they say starting Tuesday of next week, they're going on strike. Sickouts and student protests aren't isolated to the Oakland Unified School District, but they are facing a challenge of their own because of a decision implemented last year. But Oakland decided to take it a step further with the kids and be one of the first districts in the state to require vaccinations for students eligible at the time for the vaccine, which is 12 and older. It's still under emergency use authorization, but uh, they said as of January 2nd, which is when they came back from the semester, they expected all students to be vaccinated. That's Chronicle Education reporter Jill Tucker. You know, it, it really is one of the few districts that um, has has made it a hard and fast requirement, meaning not only are they requiring the kids to get vaccinated, but they said if the, if the students are not vaccinated, they can no longer attend school in person. And if they don't sign up for independent study, then they will basically be kicked out of the district. Those are really high stakes for families who aren't yet comfortable with getting their kids vaccinated. And it's highlighting the tug of war in education between people who want more safety measures from the district and families and workers who still want to make their own choices. Jill Tucker, thanks for being here. Tell us, how has the Oakland school community responded to this student vaccine mandate? Has there been compliance? Yeah, so what we're looking at right now is about a 70% just shy of partial vaccination rate. So meaning the, the students uh, 12 and up have had at least one shot. And it's it's about 62% for fully vaccinated for that age group. So we're still looking at 38% of students that are still not fully, fully vaccinated in that age group. And so with the new deadline for enforcement coming up at the end of the month, you know, that's still a sizable number of students, about 6,000 by my count. So the school board now is setting the deadline for the end of the month. This deadline has been moved a couple of times to accommodate people not complying. Is that right? Yeah, so it, the first deadline was January 2nd. They moved that to January 31st, and now they're actually considering another shift until August because of uh, just issues trying to get the proof of vaccination and certainly the number of students that are not vaccinated. And I think they realized at this point, given some of those issues that they're facing, they're going to actually align more with the state mandate that's expected to kick in. Um, for the COVID-19 vaccination for all students across the state uh, in the fall. 
There are so many people who are protesting for safer school environments right now amid this surge. Vaccinations seem like a good way to achieve this. What are those who don't want their kids to get vaccinated saying? You know, there's a lot of reasons, just like all over the country for adults, for a lot of people. I think there's still a lot of folks that believe this is too new. You know, there's a mistrust of big pharma. There's a mistrust of government and government mandates, a sense of uh, personal freedom for medical decisions. I think at this point, you know, for those students that haven't given proof of vaccination, the district has called the families multiple, multiple times. Um, So in terms of access, I would say as the months go on, it's less about access because we have seen a huge increase in the number of students um, that have gotten vaccinated from, you know, going from like 30, 40% in, in the fall to um, now close to 70. So that's a huge improvement, right? And now we're really kind of getting into the core group of people where this is more of a personal decision than than any other uh, reason that they might not be vaccinated. I understand that the Oakland School District didn't mandate adults that work in schools to get vaccinated, only the students. Jill, is that part of the tension here since teachers are only required to follow the state's directive, which gives them the option of getting tested weekly instead of getting the vaccine? Families in Oakland could be saying, why does my kid have to get vaccinated when their teacher doesn't? So why hasn't Governor Newsom issued a vaccine requirement for adults in schools yet? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a huge question mark. And I'll tell you, it's a question I've asked the governor's office over and over and over again, including this week. (laughs) You know, I haven't gotten a real answer as to why the adults in schools have not been required to be vaccinated when the governor has announced that students will be required and that when that happens, adults will be required too. And, you know, the question is, well, the vaccine is is fully approved for adults right now. Given that the option for teachers and other staff is to either be vaccinated or get tested, well, we have a real testing shortage right now. There's a, there's a lot of demand for testing. And, and so that, again, raises the question of why aren't we just requiring the adults in schools to be vaccinated if eventually that's going to happen anyway? Until the state mandate kicks in, have other school districts in the state tried to do something different that maybe worked in terms of getting vaccinations up in schools? Yeah, so Los Angeles was one of the outliers um, where they were initially going to require it for kids and adults. The kid one is 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 pushed back a little bit, but the adults, um, they did mandate it uh, for all school workers. And it, it was interesting sort of watching the numbers tick up. And for teachers, it got up pretty high as the, as the deadline approached. And they were pretty serious. They basically said, if you don't get vaccinated, we will put you on administrative leave and they and then we'll start the process of separation or firing. And so by the time folks started going on administrative leave, I think for non-teachers, it was about 80%, but then quickly went up to over 90%. But the reality was ultimately that hard and fast deadline pushed a lot of people to get vaccinated. More with Jill Tucker after a quick break. We'll discuss the stakes of the student vaccine mandate for both the Oakland Unified School District and families who are choosing to not comply. You're listening to Fifth Admission. You can support the newsroom that creates this podcast by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little 
or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jill, you mentioned earlier that families could be forced to leave the Oakland Unified School District for not complying with the student vaccination requirement. We've talked about this on the show before. A drop in student enrollment means school districts lose out on critical funding. Is that a gamble that OUSD is willing to make for this student vaccine mandate? Well, I think they were willing to make the decision and roll the dice uh, at the time. But as the uh, first deadline approached on January 2nd and they saw the numbers, um, and then the second deadline is now approaching at the end of this month and they're still seeing these numbers, I, I don't know that the district is logistically prepared for thousands of new students to enter independent study. I think they are also concerned about losing students or having dropouts or or f- children falling through the cracks because they aren't vaccinated. I think that there is concern that even when the state mandate kicks in, there's going to be a lot of children across the state um, whose parents just don't want to get them vaccinated. And I think that the question remains, um, as to what type of education those kids are going to get. Is the state prepared, are districts prepared to provide a high quality education for those kids? Because we don't want them to not learn to read because their parents didn't get them to vaccinated. So these are some questions that community members are raising now that yes, we want everyone vaccinated, but we also have to realize that not everyone is going to get vaccinated. So what then? What are we going to do when truly, truly these vaccine mandates kick in? So what options are available to families in Oakland that don't want to get their kids vaccinated? Is in-person learning even an option for them? Does a personal exemption allow them to do that? Um, Yes. So uh, right now, under the current resolution, the families can request a a personal belief exemption or a medical exemption. So under that resolution that still kicks in at the end of the month, which will probably change till August, both require a physician signature. The personal belief exemption, uh, a doctor has to sign it verifying that they had a conversation with the family about the safety of the vaccine, about the risks and all these types of things. Um, so in order to get that personal belief exemption, they still have to sort of jump through a hoop to get it. But nonetheless, you know, there there is a, a way for families to not get vaccinated and still continue with in-person learning. What are doctors saying about having that responsibility now on signing off these exemptions in order for kids to learn in person? Well, a couple of uh, local pediatricians that I spoke to said they are starting to see more families come in with these forms. One uh, physician said that she she feels complicit in, in having to sign this form and she doesn't want to. And, and these are specifically for the personal belief exemptions. Um, but that, you know, she wishes she didn't have to sign that because that her signature is allowing that child to continue um, without a vaccine. But another pediatrician I spoke to said, you know, 
that she really appreciates that Oakland included the requirement of a doctor's signature because it does force these families to check in with their doctors. They may not trust big pharma. They may not trust the government, but a lot of times they trust their doctor. And if they can have that conversation with their doctor, they might be convinced to get the vaccine or at least they'll hear from a different voice in whatever conversations they're having at home or, or you know, wherever they're getting their information. Jill, this is such a complex time. There's so much confusion, but there also has to be a lot of important yet difficult decisions to be made. You know, at this point, also, we're seeing that in-person instruction itself isn't going great because of staffing shortages. We're all waiting to see how this surge plays out. What do you think, from your perspective, you've been reporting on these challenges, what will be the key piece of information or criteria that schools will need to have clarified in order to keep them open for students in the meantime, in a meaningful way? The official message is schools must stay open. But we are in the midst of a a ridiculously unprecedented surge. (laughs) And we've used unprecedented so many times in this pandemic, so I'm adding ridiculously unprecedented. It keeps getting updated what is defined (laughs) as unprecedented. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, you know, and the reality is there are a lot of people who are testing positive or who are ill under the Omicron surge. And we are in a moment where you know, staffing is and, and student attendance and staff attendance are going to be diminished. I mean, there's no there's no sort of way around it at this point in this surge. I think the schools are just going to have to juggle this for another week or two. I think the concern is that we're looking at, you know, at two, three weeks for many kids of not having any meaningful instruction on top of perhaps learning loss and other issues that they faced during uh, distance learning. So, you know, it's piling on, right? You know, the environment in schools right now is something that I've never seen in 25 years where you just, you don't have enough staff, you don't have enough adults in the room um, to keep classrooms going. And so, you know, you we all were kids. We know what it was like when there was a sub there. So, you know, how much real learning is going on is, is a big question. I, I think everyone is looking at this as te- uh, thankfully temporary, um, and that they just have to get to the other side. It, it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be very difficult. We're going to be reporting on these sick outs and on school closures probably for another week, at least a week or two. But I think everyone's hopeful after that. Parents, teachers, everyone, you know, that everybody will be able to start coming back. Jill, I know it's been a long week for you. Thank you so much for talking to me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Jill Tucker reports on education for the Chronicle, her story about Oakland Unified School District's student vaccine mandate, as well as her other reporting is on sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. Thanks to Taya Francesca Price for producing this episode, and thanks to you for listening. 